Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Here is our toll-free telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. It was an utter, complete disaster today for Fannie Willis, Fulton County District Attorney. Uh, I mean, probably the most devastating testimony might have come from a friend of Fannie Willis testifying that she and Nathan Wade had a romantic relationship starting in 2019 uh nathan wade taking the stand the special prosecutor in the you know in the trump georgia elections case uh he testified about his romantic relationship with phyllis uh with uh, willis that it began in march of 22 he testified i don't recall traveling with fanny willis in 21 oh let's refresh your memory uh anyway he took 20 seconds at one point to answer if he ever had been to a cabin with fanny willis ever Apparently he had been and anyway, admitted that he used a business credit card for trips with Fannie Willis and she reimbursed him. I mean, this this guy, number one, he didn't have the qualifications, the background for such a position. Number two, paid him more than others with better qualifications, according to reports. And that, in fact, that the money was spent, a lot of it was spent on their luxurious lifestyle and extravagant vacations. And Nathan Wade admitted that he he got this money and and testified that Fannie Willis reimbursed him in in case for safety reasons. Wow. We know about six hundred and fifty three. I don't know if we have the total number yet. We'll, we'll find out. As a matter of fact, Fannie Willis is taking to the stand before we we maybe dip in this for a second. Let me because this case is as far as I'm concerned, if there's any real justice, this case should be dead. The charges against Donald Trump should be thrown out. Uh, any, any plea deals also similarly should be thrown out. Uh, I think a lot of times people 
Look, you might say, well, why would you make a plea deal if you're innocent? Because the the if you don't think you're in a courtroom where you can get a fair trial, maybe the best decision personally is to just take the plea deal and avoid jail time. Well, Hannity, why don't you just fight for the truth? Because the truth may end you up in jail if you don't have a fair hearing. You know, this whole issue, I mean, I can't believe the Bragg case is moving forward in New York. Uh, Donald Trump can't get a fair trial in New York. I, I can already, already tell you the outcome of Angoran's case. That's the, the Letitia James case that basically would cancel Donald Trump, the Trump organization, the Trump family, prohibit them from ever doing business in New York. Some type of conservatorship will be set up. They won't even have control over their you know, billion dollars in property in New York. They're not going to have any control of it whatsoever. And then they'll be fined $350 million. Why? Because uh, the original request by the New York AG was about, I think, $250 million. But once, I guess, you saw the, how biased the judge was, that, you know, why bother? I might as well go for, go for more. And, and Trump's going to lose on every front in the, that case. Trump can't get a fair trial. Why are they bringing up... The American people knew about the Stormy Daniels issue going back before the 2016 election. And and now here we are eight long years later and it's still coming up and now it's being used for criminal charges. And and the prior D.A. that had investigated it decided against charges and the D.A. bringing charges is the same guy that let out the people on videotape, illegal immigrants beating the hell out of two New York City police officers with no bail. So they can flip us the bird and head to the sanctuary state of California. That's this is justice in New York. I mean, it's insanity, you know, but that's what's going to that is going to be the result of that. And in the case, whatever the, the charges end up being in the in the case with Stormy Daniels uh, and what was the Playboy girls? I forget her name. Uh, Playboy woman's name, not a girl. Um, but I, I, this is insanity. That's eight years ago. This is what this is now lawfare. We're now criminalizing political differences. Now, the Fannie Willis case may go out. Um, my TV's buffered here. Is there? Has she gone on the stand yet? Oh, Karen McDougal. That's right. She was the former Playboy playmate. I'm pretty sure that was her position. Anyway, and I have no idea, no knowledge of any of these things, but I just can tell you this. This is what we talk about with a dual justice system, weaponizing justice in America. One set of one set of, you know, rules for Democrats. The document case highlights this perfectly. Joe Biden will willfully, willingly, you know, took these documents. They, they use the actual statutory language that he's guilty. But he'd probably be seen as a sympathetic figure, an old man with a bad memory. Therefore, we're not going to bring charges. That was part of the argument by by Robert Hurd, the special counsel in that particular case. Anyway, we'll we'll watch. And if Fannie Willis says anything of note, we'll bring it to you. But we'll talk more about this case later in the program as it unfolds. Um, Biden attacked her. Now, this gets very interesting. One of the big stories we're going to get to in some detail today. Remember, Joe Biden, let's go back in time. Let me play for you. Remember with the hastily called for news conference when the her report came out and in the her report, not only did they basically say that he violated the law, 
But, of course, there was no raid on any one of the maybe up to 12 separate locations, but four specific locations of top secret and classified documents that he had in his home, his other home in the beach in Delaware, that he had at the UPenn Biden Center, that he had at the University of Delaware. All these documents that he willfully, you know, he, he, he didn't return them. There was no raid. It was just a heads up. But he was very cooperative. He's a very nice old man. And, and, and he comes off as very nice. I uh, can't remember a thing. But anyway, it became a disaster because Robert Hart pointed out that Joe Biden uh, couldn't remember when his son boat. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. Our Lady of what? Linda, did I miss that? Did you hear Our Lady? What was it? I must have missed it. Did I miss that? I don't know. Well, I know I Joe missed it. it. How, 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 how the hell dare he? How in the hell dare he do that? You know, I talk to myself. It seems like he talks to himself a lot, you know, and none of their damn business, I thought to myself. Well, we now have some new information and a key development NBC News breaking the story that Joe Biden, when he attacked her, as you just heard, for asking when Bo died. And I'm sure this leak, by the way, came from the White House. I guarantee you the leak came to the White House because they know that they're close to probably releasing the transcript, delay the release of the transcript of brains of Biden's brain fog or brain fart, whichever you prefer, uh, for as long as possible. They're now insisting that the transcript, audio, maybe video, I've not gotten a straight answer on that, that this interview with special counsel, her, can't be realized until numerous agencies and officials from both Biden and the Obama administrations review the material and give their approval. Judging from the lengthy list of people Team Biden intends to consult with, the material might not see the light of day until after the election. I'm sure that's a mere coincidence. But, of course, they want all these trials of Donald Trump to take place before the election. But that's not election interference. Donald Trump won't be out campaigning. He's going to be in a courtroom uh, for the, you know, for as much of this year as possible. We're now a mere, what, 263 days away from Election Day. Uh, Pretty frightening times we're living in here. How in the how in the hell dare he raise that? You know, I I thought to myself, frankly, when I was asked that question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Well, it turns out that Robert Heard never asked that question, according to two people familiar with Heard's five-hour interview with the president over two days, October 8th and 9th, right after the October 7th attack on Israel. Apparently, it was the president, not her, not her's team, that introduced Bo Biden's death. And he did point out in his report that he couldn't even remember within a few years of when that death occurred. He couldn't remember the years he was vice president. 
2009, was I still vice president then? 2009 is the year he became vice president. I don't know what's worse. Now, I don't blame the White House for leaking this. You know, they know it's going to be found out eventually. Might as well do it now. Might as well do it on a day when there's a lot of Donald Trump news. I'm sure that was a mere accident, too. One sad story is looks like Israel's going to have to go it alone. Wall Street uh, Journal pointing out tensions between Bibi Netanyahu and Biden now have been rising for months. Biden angered that Netanyahu and Israeli's government when he told attendees at a, a campaign fundraiser that Israel was starting to lose support around the world because of its indiscriminate bombing of Gaza. Let me tell you what this is about. This is about pressure brought to Biden by members of the squad and the Muslim uh, community in places like Dearborn, Michigan and other places where uh, Joe Biden is afraid because of the poll that just came out that shows that, in fact, he's losing to Donald Trump in Michigan. So he wants to get ahead of it. And if it means throwing our number one ally in the Middle East down the stairs, I guess they're going to do that, too. Corinne Jean-Pierre refuses to say that D.C. is safe to visit. Why won't she say that? The, the president is wanting to make sure that communities feel safe. We're not seeing that from congressional Republicans. We're just not. They continue to get in the way. No, they're not. A lot of the lawlessness is because of all the unvetted, you know, nearly 10 million illegal immigrants that Joe, you know, let into the country. Again, no vetting at all whatsoever. You know, all the lies they tell, they, they, the lies are beginning to catch up with them. Corinne Jean-Pierre this week, he, he has he gets more done in an hour than, than most Americans get done in a day. Really? Does any American believe that? If you believe that, will you please call this program? Because I'd like to talk to you. Or the lie that never once did he ever speak to Hunter, his brother, or anybody for that matter about their foreign business dealings. Really? The border is, is closed. The border is secure. The numbers are way down. No, they're not. White House is now blaming Republicans for soaring crime in D.C., President's wanting to make sure communities feel safe. We're not seeing that from congressional Republicans. Yeah. Why is it? He was vice president for eight years. That was Chicago was Obama's home city. Why didn't he lift a finger to stop the violence in Chicago? Can you answer that question? They haven't lifted a finger to stop violence anywhere. Viol you know, smash and grab robberies now, you know, just par for the course. People beating the hell out of police officers. There's no arrest. There's, there's an arrest. There's no bail. You get set free. You flip the bird. You go to the sanctuary state of, of California. It's that simple. Not that complicated. It's, it's basically open season on law-abiding Americans. Uh, we also have apparently Jill Biden sent out an email blasting Robert Hur and his report. Apparently raised a ton of money. You're taking my freedom and you could be next until you donate below now. Oh, wow. That's a fundraising email of all time. Uh, but that that's that's their story. And apparently they're sticking to it. Now they're just saying, uh, yeah, well, we made a mistake. It was Joe that brought up the issue of Bo Biden. And he was acting so indignant at that hastily called disastrous news conference that he held. 
Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. By the way, Jim Jordan seeking documents and testimony from Biden's ghostwriter. Good idea. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America. Number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Fannie Willis, we're going to go right to the live testimony here in a second. Earlier, though, and we'll play this later in the program today, uh, her best friend or one of her good friends testified that, in fact, Willis and Nathan Wade did have a romantic relationship that started in 2019. Uh, remember, the 654,000, what did we learn? We learned that criminal law was not exactly this guy's area of expertise or where he had his experience. Also learned he got paid for pe- more than people that had more experience and that the amount of money was a staggering $654,000, much more than the Fulton County DA gets paid herself. Uh, and uh, they took all these extravagant vacations. And anyway, the Nathan Wade was on the stand and he's the special prosecutor in this Trump uh, Georgia election case, testifying that his relationship with Fannie Willis began in March in 22. Contradicting, by the way, a good friend of Fannie Willis. Anyway, so we'll find out how that ends. One of them's lying, and I tend to think it's probably not the friend who probably didn't want to testify. Anyway, Nathan Wade testified he didn't recall traveling with Fannie Willis in 21. He took 20 seconds to answer a question if he's ever been in a cabin with Fannie Willis ever. He admitted that he used business credit cards for trips with Fannie Willis and that she reimbursed him with Fulton County Cash. He testified that Fannie Willis reimbursed him in, in for safety and security reasons. Anyway, here's Fannie Willis on the stand live. Bahamas. That's the second trip. I'm going to make sure I get this right. Third trip, 100% on me. I think he might have spent $200 on that entire trip. Uh, we went to Belize. That was my trip. That was, you know, his 50th. And then Napa Valley, we went around May. I don't know the dates, but it seems to me like it was close to Mother's Day. And those are the only trips? Um, so that the record is complete. I can remember one time driving to, where were we? South Carolina, and we met my sister for lunch with her man. Um, when was we didn't that? Stay the, I don't know, but we didn't stay the night there. But I guess people would consider that a trip if you drive somewhere and you come back. That was insane because it was like five hours to drive. We ate lunch and we drove right back. Um, I can remember driving to some little town in Georgia. I don't even know where I was. Um, I had never been there before or after. There's some boat you can get on over to, and they're like a slave thing. If that gives anyone any reference, we didn't do that. Um, I remember doing that. 
I remember driving one time to Charlotte. We had lunch with one of my very close girlfriends. And again, we drove to Charlotte, met my girlfriend for lunch, and drove right back. So that's a trip. We didn't stay the night there, but I just want to be complete in my testimony. We drove someplace, had lunch, drove back. Um, I don't remember another driving someplace distant for um, lunch and coming back to Charlotte to see a girlfriend, to meet my sister uh, in South Carolina. We went by ourselves when I told you about that remote place in Georgia. Boy, a lot of trips, Linda. And had lunch and came back, but that's all that comes to my recollection no right way. now. There could have been another very place we drove and had lunch. My um, security team was very clear to me. I'm not to be out and about in Atlanta without them. And so for me to do something just very normal that a normal person would get to do, they weren't prosecuting this case, I got to drive four hours to do it. And that's what I was going to ask you. Your security detail, did they take you to and from your house? They take well, so I haven't been able to enjoy my home condo. I'm sorry, in March, of where you lay your head? Do they take you to and from where you lay your head? Ninety-nine percent of the time. Would they take Mr. Wade to and from wherever you laid your head? That has never in the history of ever happened, ever. Okay, your security but, team has never taken him to from my house. That's a lie. I that's another. If they've ever taken him, anywhere. and I'm telling you that that's never happened. So your security team has never taken my Mr. Wade security anywhere. team has never taken Mr. Wade from any place where I have lived and brought him here. Never, not once, not ever. Have they ever taken the two of you together? To where? Anywhere. Well, we've left this building and um, for gone to lunch, but I go to lunch so rarely that. That is a very rare occasion, I am sure. And let me be clear, it wouldn't just be Mr. Wade. So I'm sure my security team has taken me to lunch. Probably been a time I've left here, seven o'clock, gone to get something to eat. And I don't even know that they would have taken him or if he would have driven himself, but they've taken me to do that. But we're talking very few, very far in between. Most days I don't even eat lunch. And when I do, it's because my assistant has heated up some bag, something, and I, I eat through meetings and eat in my office. It's not a practice of mine to go to lunch. During the time period that you were dating, would your security team ever take you two together anywhere? No. Never? If there was a lunch that occurred that I just described, if there was a meal that occurred that I just described, anything outside of that, and it needs to be very clear, not often, once, twice, because I want to be uh, over-inclusive, I'm saying once or twice. I'm not certain that it happened, but I'd rather be over-inclusive with you. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken when no, Mr. Wade. Well, no, 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 look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. So. My question was, do you have any problem? I object to getting any personal records of mine. We're not dealing with privilege through a witness. And I'm not, no, 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 I'm not dealing with privilege. What um, we had offered to put them in camera for the court to review, and I just want to know if she has any That's problem. That's something to deal with with a witness. Let me jump okay, in here uh, and play a cut of, of Fannie running for office, just, so, just to give you perspective as we listen to this. 
because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees, because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children, because we deserve better. Let's go back to our live testimony. And your second one, um, April 17th, 2023. Does that sound familiar? I don't remember the dates, but you're an officer of the court. I'm going to hope you're telling the truth now. May I, may I approach the witness? You may. Thank you. Um, I already gave the state a copy. Exhibit 20 and 21. Can somebody bring me some? Yeah. <laughs> some dyes are getting a little old. Yes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Those are the ones that you filed. This this looks like me for sure. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Judge, we'd move to admit 20 and 21. I think you need to delineate which ones. Which 20 which ones is 2021, so it, it accounts for the time period, Your Honor, January the 1st, 21 through December the 31st, 2021. That is Defendant's Exhibit 20. Um, Defendant's <coughs> Exhibit 2021, it accounts for the time period, January the 1st, 2022 through December the 1st of 2022. All right, any objection to Exhibits 20 and 21? Nope. No. No. Sorry. From other counsel? Admitted without objection. Yeah. Um, when did your relationship, your personal relationship with Mr. Wade end? Our personal relationship ended in um, this year. So let's be let's be very clear so that we don't mix words. I, I don't want to mix words in here. Mr. Wade is my friend right now. Um, Mr. Wade, I would say, has been my friend since 2020. I think he started out as like a mentor and a professional colleague. Um, he became my friend and somebody that I, I really respected. Um, by the way, earlier in earlier me. testimony was given by a friend of Fannie Willis that uh, Nathan Wade and, and she had a romantic relationship starting in 2019. Back to live testimony. So if you ask about a personal relationship, I consider myself to have a personal relationship right now, Mr. Wade. I consider myself to have a personal relationship with Anna Cross. I consider myself to have a personal relationship with Mr. Abadi. Mm -hmm. I consider myself to have a personal relationship with Andrew Evans. Okay, let me just so clarify that. I have a personal relationship with him as we speak right now. A romantic I don't think that's what you're asking. I think that's what you're asking. When did your romantic relationship with Mr. Wade end? My, did it end? Me and Mr. Wade, um, we are good friends. Uh, my respect for him has grown over these seven weeks of attacks. Uh, we are very good friends. I think, but for these attacks, it would have been a friendship that as life goes, he would have stopped having. Um, I think that you have seen it that we'll be friends to the day we die. Right. <clears throat> uh, let's, we just have I'm handling this for say that. Let's have it. One yeah. other point. Nathan Wade said their relationship began in 23. But again, her friend said 2019, the romantic relationship began. Whoopsie daisy. Somebody's lying. Me and, um, so this is what you're really asking about. This is the salaciousness of all of this, right? No, I'm just uh, asking about your romantic relationship. When you stopped dating, I, I, I think that me and Mr. Wade, so he's a man. He probably would say June or July. I would say we had a tough conversation in August. So that men in relationships at the end of physical intimacy 
women in relationships when that tough conversation takes place. And where, um, when did he come to, I guess the condo, I'm not sure what you called it, condo apartment, um, would he come and stay at that condo or visit you there? I'm sorry, visit you there. What condo, what apartment, I want to be clear. So, not your house. I know you classified one as house and one as condo, so I'm trying to use those terms. So, um, there's been more, that, see what you don't understand is because of this case, I got to move. And so, I, I need to, if you could ask a more precise question. Yes, please, give me the time period. Mr. Talking. Wade, visit you at the place you laid your head. When? Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you've lied in this, this. Let me tell you which one you lied in, right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth. Judge, and this it, is, it, it is a lie. It is gonna, a lie. Ms. Willis, Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. Yes. We'll be back in five. Stunning uh, testimony by Fannie Willis that... Anyway, that was uh, testimony. Fannie Willis contradicted, interestingly, in terms of the the timeline of their romantic relationship by both a good friend of Fannie Willis. Robin Yerdy testified that Willis and Nathan had a romantic relationship in 2019. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Linda, wasn't it 2021 that that Nathan Wade said that their relationship started? Because, so what actually and, what actually happened boss and, and just for the audience's purposes we're boss. talking as this is happening so when nathan wade was asked the same question that fonnie wills was just asked they said when did your relationship end with miss willis and he was like you know i'm a man i don't know sometime in the summer 2023 i don't know the month they just asked her that question not once not twice but at least 10 times at least 10 times when did your relationship end? She is unable to answer that question. Then she flips back and she goes, maybe June or July. That's what he would say. He's a man. So clearly it's rehearsed, the whole thing. And she's so aggressive and disgusting on the stand. It's ridiculous. Uh, not a good look. Um, now, the, this, the, the idiotic case with the Stormy Daniels case, uh, that's moving forward. That'll start in March. I think this is the end of this case. That's what I think here. Um, the big decision is going to be, whether or not the Supreme Court takes up the issue of immunity, um, I think they should, and I think they should do it before a trial. I don't think they should wait till you know the likely conviction. I've said this so many times. Donald Trump can't get a fair trial in New York. He can't get one in Washington, D.C., either, and he wasn't going to get one in Fulton County, Georgia. I lived in Georgia. I'm, t- I'm just telling you, it wasn't going to happen. But I think this case is now falling apart as, you know, the monies that she was paying this guy that, you know, had dubious in my mind and other people's minds qualifications and these extravagant vacations that she's benefiting from hiring and paying this guy an enormous amount of money. He seems very angry and defensive on the stand. I don't think that's a particularly good posture for people to take, but nobody ever listens to me. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll have time later in the program. We'll play we'll play some of the testimony of our friend of Nathan Wade, what he said earlier. We'll monitor this as well. I mean, I'm not going to spend the whole show going with Fannie Willis' testimony. I will tell you, though, it's better to actually watch it. And we will air significant portions on Hannity tonight. Uh, we're going to check in with Governor Christy Nome. I'm a little concerned about, oh, the possibility that Russia, that is way ahead of us with hypersonic technology and missiles, uh, now may have the ability of, what, nukes in space. Uh, what's happening? We have a commander-in-chief that's asleep that doesn't even know his secretary of defense isn't working, that he's in the hospital. Pretty scary times. 800 941 Sean, our number. 
Uh, look, I've been talking about Knox entry systems and how they help law enforcement gain access that they need to schools during hostile events when seconds can save lives. In fact, more than 200 municipalities now currently trust the Knox entry system to provide a secure and efficient means to get access where and when they need it. Now, airports and businesses, they have joined schools, law enforcement, fire departments in using Knox entry to manage first responder access and or authorized service activity to better protect and monitor companies' critical assets. And Knox Entry will allow you to develop a customized access strategy complete with an audit trail and rapid flexibility. If your company has important assets you need to better protect, contact our friends at Knox today. They'll give you more information on their innovative Knox Entry system. Go to their website. It's Knox.com. That's K-N-O-X.com. It's the Sean Hannity Show. All right, when we come back, we'll check in with Governor Christie Noem. Great news. Uh, her, her plan to attract people and businesses and investment and jobs to, uh, to South Dakota has been phenomenally successful. Uh, how dangerous is the threat as it relates to Russia and nukes and space and the hypersonic missile technology? And what about the threat of an EMP pulse? We'll get to that. We'll check in with Congressman Mike Waltz later. We'll also play Nathan Wade, uh, Fannie Willis's boyfriend, her, his testimony from earlier, and her BFF's testimony that contradicts what she just said. Straight ahead. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 